Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, is your friendly neighborhood pinhead 198 back, and we are finally here with the Tiberius Awards, or really the year-end shit that I enjoyed and what should be given. We got our complimentary bag of Skittles here. We're going to go in with a review first, and then we're going to head right straight into it and start talking about some of the things that I felt were the worthy contenders of this year that should win awards but never will because, you know, especially in horror, we don't have any respect whatsoever because we're degenerates. You know, it's all well and good to make the money off the horror and make a thousand horror movies a year and profit off of it. But when it comes time to respecting the real good horror movies like Infinity Pool and Saw X and even The Last Voyage of the Demeter and certain other, and It Lives Inside and some other ones that are on this list, those won't get any recognition whatsoever of anything. Not visual effects, not sound, not none of it because the academies don't fucking have any respect for fucking horror whatsoever because they're outdated, overprivileged, old white fucks that know nothing about what goes on in the modern era. They're out of touch pieces of garbage. And as long as they're in control, shit like this will never change. So that's why we have guys like me and, you know, Gory B-Movie and Danny doing the Oscars and Fangoria doing their awards show because no one gives horror respect. It's all about the drama movies, the Oscar bait films. It's a bunch of bullshit. But that being said, we're going to get into it. But first, I got to do my review on Thanksgiving. Because I had just seen Thanksgiving recently. That has been put on the best horror list. I just added that in because I got to tell you, it wasn't a perfect film. There's a lot of flaws, especially that so-called M. Night Shyamalan twist ending at the end of the movie. Not really an M. Night Shyamalan-esque twist ending. You saw it coming a hundred miles away, even if you were blind like Stevie Wonder. But other than that, the movie was fantastic. I loved the kills in it. <laughs> Some of the kills were... <coughs> Excuse me. Getting a little under the weather here. Some of the kills were <laughs> awesome. They were They were brilliant. There's a... A kill, not to spoil everything, but I, I'll say there's a certain kill involving a shopping cart and ripping someone's skull cap open and exposing their brain. <laughs> yeah, like there's some really gruesome, uh, uh, a, a piece of wooden spike goes through someone's mouth and a float. Like there's some real interesting creative kills in here. And for the most part, excluding a few people that you're like, oh, that sucks. Just like Saw X, most of these people in here, you just can't wait to see get kicked the fucking bucket and get snuffed out. I hate to be that guy and sound more, but these people are obnoxious, stupid, self-centered pieces of garbage that if they got taken out, it'd be one less piece of trash on planet Earth. And it gives you those vibes. And it's hard because you're like, man, I don't want to, you know, the, 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 Morals and ethics in you as a human being goes, oh, I don't like to see people brutally murdered. But then when there's someone that's responsible for someone else's death and still has no remorse for it, you kind of go, eh, if she gets snuffed out, won't be so bad. There's some brutal kills in here. Like 
The killer does a brilliant move of putting someone's head into a vat of water and then opening a, a freezer door, putting her face up against it so it could freeze on there. She literally had to pull her flesh off before she got her head hacked. It's it, it like gruesome, brutal details like that. It's when Eli Roth is on and he's firing on all cylinders. He's brilliant at what he does. It's just a lot of the times his films, especially shit like The Green Inferno, are just over gore fest trash bag movies that have no real scares there's no real horror to it it's just it's just being grotesque for the sake of being fucking grotesque this movie however it is grotesque but the kills are creative and you got to give Eli Roth and company and the writers credit for what they've done with this movie like i said it's not a perfect movie and i don't think it needs another fucking sequel. We don't need to turn... It's already been greenlit, so it is happening. We already talked about this, I'm pretty sure, on a previous episode. Eli Roth is writing it all 2024. That way it can be filmed and pushed out for next Thanksgiving in 2025. So there is a sequel coming. We don't need it. But when you make the bag and the movie makes millions and it's made more than you expect it to be especially under a you know a movie that makes 70 million dollars worldwide on a 10 million dollar budget <laughs> yeah you're getting a sequel so there was it was inevitable but you know other than that I'm trying to be very vague before those who haven't seen it I I highly recommend it it's a solid rental I, I'm not talking about paying no $20 for it because what they're asking now at that point, you might as well just buy the film because it's like $4 more to buy it. But if you can find it on streaming or you can get it for a decent rental price of like a $4.99, 5 bucks, I say highly do it because it's worth your time. Especially if you got your girl or your man or you're married or your girlfriend or your boyfriend and you want to do a little, you know, loop-de-loo. This might be a good movie for you, even if you don't want to watch it to put on in the background. Thanksgiving, I will give it an 8 out of 10. It wasn't perfect, but it wasn't trash. I heard a lot of people like, this is the worst film ever made. You guys need to have your fucking head examined for brain worms if that's the case, because it's not the worst fucking movie ever made. It's not the best, but it's by far not the worst. So some of you need to have your fucking heads examined saying stupid shit like that. All in all, it was a really fun time. I did enjoy it. And who am I kidding? I'll go see the fucking sequel when it comes out. But it's not necessary. But we're going to get it anyway. So that's Thanksgiving. And with that being said, let's move on to talking about, you know, giving out some awards. But not just awards, but talking about some of the best things I I enjoyed this year. We're going to start off with the grot first and get the bad taste out of our mouth right now. Okay. The award for fuck with shit hick of the year. Let's remind ourselves who the nominees were. Jim Ryan. Tony Khan. David Gordon Green. Jason Blum. And Billy Corrigan. This one was tough because Billy Corrigan had this shit locked in and then Tony Khan had to go do the stupid fucking media scrum that he did at the end of the pay-per-view of World's End this past week ago 
and wear a fucking wig and hat, a wig and glasses like he's some fucking funny frat boy playing a prank. This is a man that runs a wrestling company. You are supposed to be somewhat professional in, especially when you're doing a media scrum and you're out there talking to what might be potential investors for the future of your company and having you on the broadcast on television. It's not a good look, bro. On top of firing CM Punk because of a shove and you felt threatened for your life even though that was a made up fucking bullshit story. Losing Jade Cargill because for the most part she had done what she needed to do in AEW and she was fed up with the garbage. And trust me, I'm pretty sure the CM Punk shit was the last straw because that was her boy. You have fucked up on numerous occasions. Making MJF, who's one of the most charismatic champions in a long time, and having his run be as mediocre and boring as warm milk. You know, it's a nightcap at the end of the day when it should be something to the upper echelon shot to the moon. Tony Khan has fucked up more than anybody in the history of wrestling, second to Vince Russo and Eric Bischoff. I'm sure there's been some other fuck-ups in the history of wrestling, but this guy's taking the cake. So, the complimentary, complimentary bag of Skittles, we'll just say the bag of Skittles since I can't say complimentary very well. I can't fucking speak anymore. The bag of Skittles goes to Tony Khan. You're welcome, sir. You're the biggest fuckwit shit hick of the year. Brain-dead fucking moron. Now... We move on to Best Artist. Best Artist was obvious. I didn't listen to much of anything. I listened to a band called Dying Wish. They were good. They're on They're on the list, but mostly I listened to Metallica this year. They're the Best Artist this year. Their album wasn't the best, not even by far, but they're what I listened to the most. It's between them and the Foo Fighters because Foo Fighters did have an amazing, heartfelt, heartbreaking at times, really good album. It had a lot of emotion. It had a lot of personal shit in there, especially when you consider what tragedies have happened over the last couple of years to them with the bandmates and someone within their family. I'll just leave it at that. Those who know about the tragedy of what's happened over the last couple of years with the Foo Fighters and why this album has been where it is at, it was a fantastic album. And I agree with my boy on Rocked. We need to start cultivating new acts. We cannot rely on the multi-platinum super fucking groups forever. Metallica, half of those guys are almost approaching their 70s. Like, it's time to hang it up. ACDC cannot do this forever. Rage Against the Machine just broke up for the third fucking time. It's insane. Let's see. The lead singer. Sorry for this, but I have to know because this is relevant. He's 60 years old. Okay, excuse me. He was born August 3rd, 1963. That ain't no young buck. James Hatfield, the lead singer of Metallica, 60 years old. It's time to start getting some new bands in here. Dying Wish was good. They had a, I guess you, metal core, death metal, fucking whatever it's supposed to be. It was a good album. I enjoyed it. But Metallica and Foo Fighters are the ones that win today because, you know, 
That's all I really listen to. And then some other rap artists, but I'm not getting into that because that's my own personal business. Some of them I'm ashamed I even listened to this year, but that's a discussion for another day. Do you hear the wind and rain? It is pouring rain. We, we're getting beat to death right now in a massive thunderstorm, so you have to bear with me on that side noise if you do hear it. It is raining. Cats and frogs. So, anyway... Next, we'll go with the most anticipated and the most anticipated on the list were Dune Part 2, Alien Romulus, Tekken 8, WrestleMania 2024, and MJF coming to the WWE. This one was a little hard because excluding Dune Part 2 anymore because I don't care anymore. And I've lost my luster with Dune. Especially since they pushed it back, it was hard because Tekken 8 and Alien Romulus are the two things that I most, most am looking forward to. So, I made an executive decision. Both Tekken 8 and Alien Romulus are getting the Bag of Skittles award for most anticipated. I'm going to be doing that with a couple of these. So, But Alien Romulus and Tekken 8, I can't wait. We're only a, a week or so away from Tekken 8. It literally is the week. It's great because we get Tekken 8 and then that weekend we get Royal Rumble, which I am so excited for, especially knowing that CM Punk is going to be in the men's Royal Rumble. So, yes, those are the ones I'm most anticipating. We'll get straight into the real meat and potatoes and then we'll go into a little bit of a softer one best video game i just wrapped up spider-man 2 as the recording of this i had a blast it was a great game mortal kombat 1 <laughs> we don't need to get into that discussion again but the nominees are resident evil 4 dead space remake resident evil 4 remake super mario wonder RoboCop Rogue City, Street Fighter 6. I don't know why I put MK1 on here. I think just out of fairness, because a lot of people did love it. Don't know why, but they did. And Spider-Man 2. This one was tough because I haven't finished Resident Evil 4, but I do know it's a great game. I'm having a blast with it. Dead Space was fucking fantastic. I had a great time with that. We all know how I feel about Super Mario Wonder and Street Fighter 6. Street Fighter 6... If I'm being critically honest with myself, it is the winner because it's the one that I put the most time into. However, I'm making another executive decision. It's my fucking award show. I'll do what I want to do with it. It's what I think I've played. It's what I've enjoyed the most. The Bag of Skittles goes to Dead Space, Super Mario Wonder, Street Fighter VI, and Resident Evil 4. Those were the top games of this year. I don't care if anybody likes it or not. It's what I feel. Spider-Man 2, for as great as it was, there are some extremely frustrating parts that made me want to roundhouse kick my fucking TV. Like Jean-Claude Van Damme in his prime. We don't, like I said, need to get into Mortal Kombat 1. And what a stinker, in my opinion, that was. But... Those are the games that win. Those were my favorite times, especially Super Mario Wonder and Street Fighter VI. I clocked in more man hours to both of those fucking games than I ever have in a long, long time. Especially Super Mario Wonder, which is just a straightforward platformer. There's multiple replay value in that. 
I had a great time with it. So, best documentaries this year. This one was hard because there was a couple. Um, I have some extra nominees, but we have Angle, the Kurt Angle documentary, the Cody Rhodes American Nightmare documentary on Peacock, Bye Bye Barry, the documentary about Barry Sanders on Amazon Prime. Killer Sally about the lunatic, crazy fucking bodybuilder bitch who killed her husband on Netflix. Wrestlers, which goes into OVW and the territory, the the last territory, because OVW is the last territory, uh, what do you call it, company. All the territories died, they're dead and gone, but the last, some remain, like NWA, OVW, and OVW is the last one. I tell you, it's got some interesting characters in there. Yes, it's on Netflix, but... Wrestlers featuring the stars of OVW, it was, it was, it was great. And then the Hatchet Wielding Hitchhiker, that was one of my all-time favorites of the year on Netflix. But then I saw a couple other ones like World War II on the front lines, from the front lines, that's on Netflix. Netflix is killing it with documentaries, they're shit as a company, but when it comes to their documentaries, they knock it out of the park every single time for the exception of a few and then i saw another one which was teen camp or hell camp teen nightmare it was hard to watch but it was a really good one but if i'm really thinking critically and what i really it goes between the two that really gravitated toward me, it goes between the hatchet-wielding hitchhiker on Netflix and the Kurt Angle documentary on Peacock. So those are the two that get the bag of skills. Hell yeah. The tropical, the original, we got original, and we got wild berry with the mix of tropical. So you can choose whichever one you want if it ever gets to you. All right. Next one. We'll go with best horror film. The best horror film nominations this year. We had some stack ones. We had some real fucking stinkers. But let's not pretend like we didn't eat good in horror this year. Last year was better. But this year wasn't too shabby. Even though we did have a few stinkers. And here's the nominees. Best horror film of 2023. Saw X. Infinity Pool. It Lives Inside. Evil Dead Rise. Scream 6, The Last Voyage of the Demeter, No One Will Save You, When Evil Lurks, and The Offering. This one was tough. But, because I didn't give it, I gave it the best film. And we'll get into that soon. The best horror film slash sci-fi film to me has to go to No One Will Save You this year. It was just so on point. That's on Hulu. They'll get the they'll get the bag of Skittles. But all these at the end of the day deserve it, especially Infinity Pool. Actually, I'm making an executive decision. Both of them get it. Infinity Pool and No One Will Save You both get the bag of Skittles. Because those were the best horror films. That blew everybody else out of the water. Even, even, even as much as I loved it, Saw X. Like these, these two films. When Evil Lurks was really good too. It Live Inside was really good. But Infinity Pool 
and no one will save you stood out as the stood out from the pack. They 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 went above and beyond the Call of Duty this year, and I really like what they do. And I cannot wait to see what Brandon Cronenberg does with his next movie. And I can't see, wait to see what the it, um, the director of uh, No One Will Save You does next, because those were both just fantastic films. Before we get into the best, let's get into the worst films of the year. This one was a tough one. It really was, because I really had to think. What was a bad film over my hatred for? There's a difference. And I think I got it. So, worst films of the year. Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantum Mania. The Little Mermaid. 65. The Flash. Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. The Exorcist Believer. Five Nights at Freddy's. Skin of Marink. And Blue Beetle. Now, as we go over these, we'll go over them one by one. Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny was just boring and mediocre, and it was a letdown. Ant-Man and the Quantum, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantum Mania, same thing. The Flash was not a terrible movie. It was just a mess, and it was a complete disappointment. The Little Mermaid, as bad as it is, it's still not as incompetent as Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey, which is on here. 65 was a bad film, but it was just short and boring. We'll get into The Exorcist Believer. Five Nights at Freddy's was just mediocre. It wasn't the worst film, but we get down to the final two. While I understand Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey should be the winner because it is the lowest budgeted piece of shit that you will ever see. It's still low budget, intended to be not very high quality, even below sci-fi channel original pictures type quality, because the the movie had no budget. When we start talking about movies with budget that fail, we get into The Exorcist Believer, which is a complete failure. It's an incompetent mess, and it is brain dead. However, it is nowhere near as insufferable as the art house garbage that I had to participate in with Skinamarink. Skinamarink is the worst film of the year. Only in a narrow close second to it behind Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. And that's because of budget and quality. I'm sick of these fucking art house snob grifter pieces of shit coming into horror and making an hour and 45 minute movie of nothing and going, well, you just didn't really get it. You just didn't get it. There was a no, there wasn't. It was about two kids abandoned in a fucking house, crying for their dad for an hour and 45 minutes, trying to figure out if they're alone or if there's an evil entity roaming around. Like, shut the fuck up. You're not doing anything artistic. You're just being obnoxious. So, Skinny Marink, you win the bag of Skittles for worst film of the year. And I never want to see anything of what that dude does in the future. If that's any indication, fuck him. 
He doesn't deserve a second chance. I usually believe in second chances, but not for a douchebag like that. Fuck him. And then we go down to the best film of the year. We have Infinity Pool, Saw X, Oppenheimer, Tetris, Mission Impossible Dead Rednecks, Dead Reckoning, Bo is Afraid, and John Wick Chapter 4. This was the hardest one. Because all these films, for the most part, excluding, you know, Oppenheimer, I didn't hate. But I don't think it was the best film. And Mission Impossible is not my favorite Mission Impossible. It was damn fun, though. But it still suffers from Part 1 Syndrome. Bo is Afraid is a Trip. And John Wick Chapter 4. You guys don't need to do... Excuse me. You guys don't need to do Chapter 5. It's not necessary. Okay? There's no reason to do it. You guys left John Wick out the way you should have left him. And I loved it. This one was hard because it was between Infinity Pool and John Wick with this one. And I'm still thinking. I don't know, guys. I think I'm going to go with Infinity Pool because Infinity Pool was just... It, it it was the one that I enjoyed the most, with 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 a very very honorable mention to John Wick Chapter Four. Fuck it, I'm giving them both the bag of Skittles. It's it, those are the two movies that I really enjoyed this year, like really enjoyed, especially considering how long John Wick Chapter Four is. It's got to be the longest one in the series. It, it, they went out with a bang, so. Yeah, I'm giving it to both of them. Infinity Pool, you already know my feelings about Infinity Pool. To me, Infinity Pool is brilliant. It's got its flaws, but it's just a mindfuck of a horror film. And if this is the future of, if him, if Brandon and Ari Oster are the future of horror films, then horror films are in pretty good hands. So it's just the other fucking grifter bums we got to get out like bum. And David Gordon Green. So, if we can get rid of shit like that and certain people in the A24 groups. Especially you elevated horror pussies. I, I'm sick of elevated trauma horror. Life sucks enough. Like, it really does. We go to the movies. We listen to music. We watch TV. We play video games to escape from this shitty world. Is it all terrible and doom and gloom? No. But we have enough to go through with people being shot dead in the street at schools, people being raped, murdered, beaten, politics, dividing countries, dividing people all over the country from this side to that side, this race to that race, this gender to that gender, this sex to that sex. It's like we have enough turmoil going on right now, especially heading into 2024 in an election season. We don't need Hollywood and the rest of the fucking douchebags to go and tell us how shitty the world is and how fucked white people are and this, that, and the third and yada da 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 da. If I want a fucking lecture, I'll go to college. If I want a sermon, I'll take my happy ass to church tomorrow morning on Sunday. I don't want to hear this shit anymore. And we're tired of it. And as I've said before, we don't need Hollywood anymore if this keeps up because we have a great back catalog of music, 
video games, television, and movies to hold ourselves over until the day we all die. And that's even if somebody lives to see 115. So we don't need them anymore. Fuck them. Because some of the shit that's coming out this year, I look at it and I go, okay. If you say so, some of the shit I'm excited for and some of the stuff, you know, when we have a movie that's, uh, you have a movie, and I know it was put out in January, it just came out today, yesterday. When you have a movie about a demonically possessed killer swimming pool, horrors jump the shark. Hollywood has jumped the shark, okay? Uh, enough's enough, so. Moving on, I uh, I think that's about it. I I covered what I covered. Um, I don't think there's anything else. I mean, I I I didn't do much this year, you know, as far as entertainment's concerned, because I think entertainment's bullshit. But next year we're going to really get into it because I'm gonna have like best wrestling matches. Best of the year, best film, best TV. I'm really gonna go in depth in 2024 because I'm gonna I'm gonna call it a heyday. I think I'm gonna binge on on all this shit and then be like, hey Hollywood, I don't need you anymore in 2025. The only thing that the entertainment industry, if it comes out in 2025, will be Grand Theft Auto 6. Anything else can kiss my ass. I don't care about the next Fast and Furious movie. I don't care about the new Superman with James Gunn. I don't care about the next 60 Marvel movies. I just don't care anymore. And and it's getting hard to pretend every day that, oh yeah, I like this shit. I love pop culture. Pop culture to me is fucking garbage. Modern pop culture. So I'll just stick to reading books and shit. But that's that. That was pretty short. I didn't think it was going to be as short as this is, but, you know, I'm a little under the weather, so I had to make this episode and get it out there. Next episode, I don't know what's going to be because we're not getting any information on nothing. Scream 6, or Scream 6, Scream 7 is, we know what we know about that. There's no news on Chucky right now, even though they are filming it, so we ain't got nothing right now. I haven't got any new information on the Nosferatu film that's coming out, which I can't wait for. So it's all been, you know, cricket since the writer's strike and, excuse me, the actor strike has re- been fixed. No one's really talking about anything except for shit that I either don't care about or listen to. I mean, Cat Williams is the big news right now. Cat Williams going in on everybody, Cedric Entertainers, Steve Harvey, Kevin Hart, Ricky Smiley. He went on. He went, P. Diddy, like he went in on all of them, Diddy, all of them. So I highly recommend if you wanted to watch anything thoroughly entertaining, it's a little long, but by God is every minute fucking entertaining, is the Cat Williams interview that Shannon Sharp did on the Shay Shay Room. Go on YouTube and find it. I'm telling you. You'll thank me because it's like watching a stand up from Cat Williams. As a matter of fact, it's like two hours and 45 minutes. It's long, but it's like watching him do an unleashed, unrelenting, unedited stand up comedy routine while exposing the dirtiness that a lot of us who have our eyes open already know. And you can take that as you will, conspiracy theory or not. You can either choose to believe this dirty shit. Or you can't. 
I choose to believe just simply fact there's a thing called a track record. And when we have a track record of Hollywood putting men, black men especially, in fucking dresses and emasculating them and turning them into what they're trying to turn them into and having them behind the scenes suck dick to get roles and play with their booty holes. Look, if you're gay, I don't care. I don't have anything against you. I don't hate nobody. That I, except for, you know, Karens because they don't know when to stay in their fucking place and stop ruining it for the rest of us. But other than that, I don't hate nobody. But no one should have to be bent over. I don't care if you're a man or a woman, transgender or not, black, green, blue, yellow, brown. I don't care what side of the aisle you come from. No one should be fucked just to get a movie role or a music deal in Hollywood. It's disgusting and it's depraved. And that's what these deviants are. Because when there's no such thing as God and he's completely eradicated, you can do what thou will, just like Aleister Crawley taught all these motherfuckers. They live under that, that motto. Do what thou will. Well, and that's why you have Hollywood as a fucking cesspool, so fuck them. I don't need them anymore. And with that long man, I'll close up this video, hopefully, or this audio commentary. Excuse me, my brain's dead today. Hopefully we have something more. Hopefully we can get into a a decent audio commentary, but there's nothing good out to waste time with. So, and maybe next episode we'll actually get some movie news, some at least some horror and sci-fi movie news. I don't care about the other shit, but give us something. Something's got to be like tell us about the Maxine. That's another one I'm anticipating. The sequel to X and Pearl. It, it, it was supposed to come out this year. Now it's been pushed to the, to 2024. Supposed to come out 2023, from what they were saying. And it's been mum, so I need some information on Maxine as well. In three X's, like triple X, so it's spelled that way. So <laughs> Anyway, I can't wait. But that's my spiel. I, I did what I thought was the breadwinners of this year. And yeah, that'll be that. I don't know what else is coming on, and I don't care. I'll, I'll do, I will do a full review of... As a matter of fact, I do know in the next episode, I will be doing a full review of Monarch Legacy of Monsters and that fucking treat. We'll get into that next time. Until then, I love you guys. I thank you for those who are still listening and take care of yourselves. And then while you're at it, enjoy a bag of Skittles on me, huh? Love you guys. Take care of yourselves. Peace.